I wonder if, um, you know, as Christmas season's come around, you're beginning to feel Christmassy. Yeah, feeling Christmassy. It's that kind of elusive thing, but we all know it and we all want it. I wonder what it is that makes you feel Christmassy. Um, that warm, fuzzy glow that, that happens. There are certain triggers that we have that make us feel Christmassy. Uh, maybe it's the Coca-Cola advert. Maybe, yeah, some, some of you that. The John Lewis advert. All the adverts. People just do adverts. It makes us feel Christmassy. Maybe uh, it's when you hear a bit of Shaking Stevens. A bit of Surfing Stevens, don't know what it is, the music. Um, You watch Elf, you watch Die Hard, maybe that's your trigger. For us in our family, it's eggnog lattes at Starbucks. We've had a lot of eggnog lattes at Starbucks, and probably are feeling it slightly. But they give us the Christmas feels, the Christmas vibes, it's what we get. Maybe you don't get Christmas feels. I feel sorry for you, but maybe that's how it is for you. Now the problem with with feeling Christmassy is, well, it's a bit like snow in London doesn't last very long. See, I not only get the Christmas feels, I also get the Christmas blues. I hate taking down Christmas decorations. Anyone else? I just get so sad when it comes to that day. I just make my wife do it. I can't face it. So perhaps we don't wish it could be Christmas every day, but we might wish that that warm glow that we feel at Christmas might be able to just last a bit longer throughout the year. What we're talking about is joy. Joy. Joy is the kind of thing that can get you through hard times. Joy is the kind of thing that can keep your head above water when everything else around you seems to be just falling apart. Now, sometimes when we talk about joy, and you saw this in the video, we mean things that just kind of make us happy for a little while, but they come and they go. But the joy I'm talking about is a a kind of deep belief that it's going to be okay in the end. That knowledge that there's something positive that defies whatever difficulty you're facing in life. Or as it was said in the video, being able to sing even when things are difficult. That's a good definition of joy. Do you want that? It's the thing we're searching for. We're all on this search for this joy. See, it's easy to get your Christmas vibes, but joy that changes your life in a world which, let's face it, can be dark and can be really difficult. Where do you find that kind of joy? Well, I want to tell you this afternoon that deep, life-changing, even death-defying joy is real. A joy that gives you the reason to be alive that won't disappoint and melt away like snow. Well, how do we know where we can find this joy? Well, we need a guide. We need a guide. And the guide who's going to show us where to find this joy is a little bit surprising. In fact, he's little, very little, smurf-sized, pint-sized, little guide we're going to have. And this, this little person, well, we, we met him earlier in our reading from Luke chapter 1. We're going to get into that in a moment. Here's our guide. Now, let me give you a, li- a little bit of context, um, and we saw this. Um, Mary, Mary, Christmas Mary, you know her, uh, she's just been told by an angel that she's going to have a baby who's going to be the son of God. He's going to be the rescuer who's going to fix the world. And she's the chosen oven for this little bun. And um, she's been told that her relative, Elizabeth, who is unable to have children, that she's going to have a baby too. And so Mary hurries to Elizabeth's home and she greets Elizabeth. And straight off, we see that something really unusual is going on. Have a look. Um, You haven't got the little things. Let's read it from the top. Okay. 
At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. There she is. This is where it gets interesting. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here's our little guide to where joy is found. Elizabeth's baby in her womb who jumps. You know there are websites where you can find out what size a baby is in the womb by comparing it to different types of fruit. Okay, this is real. It kind of starts with grapes and things and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And at this point, little baby John, that's going to be his name, he's kind of mango-sized. Okay, so you've got a little mango-sized baby. And he leapt when Mary turned up. Now, babies do all sorts of things in tummies. They kick, they somersault. Normally when you've had a, a donut with sugar or you listen to some loud music or whatever. But this baby somehow recognizes Mary's voice and for some reason is really, really excited that she's here. Well, jump. So it's weird that I'm doing this because I'm a man and I realize that's odd. Anyway, we're going to come back to jumping baby John in a moment. But, but for now we can see, look, something unusual is going on here, right? And then we get Elizabeth, who with the help of the Holy Spirit, she understands that Mary and this baby are blessed by God. That means God is doing something amazing through them. So let's carry on reading. Mary speaks. Oh, sorry, Elizabeth speaks. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And did you spot the weird thing that Elizabeth said to the baby, about the baby in Mary's womb? The mother of my Lord. Isn't that odd? She feels totally honored. You know, why am I so favored that, that you're here, Mary? But it's not Mary who's special. That the mother of my Lord is here. Now, we have a thing of referring to children with royal titles. You know, like little princess. Oh, that's nice. Or... You know, kind of, yes, your royal highness, which is you know, a slightly different vibe um, of the, the stuck-up kind of child. But I have never called a baby my lord. <laughs> or, you'll be pleased to know, seen a lady who is pregnant, looked at her tummy and gone, ah, my lord is here. <laughs> it would be really odd. But Mary's baby deserves somehow to be called my lord. A phrase that's normally reserved for, for God. Now back to our jumping baby. Can we say he's the first Christmas jumper? All right. Why? Yeah, all right. I got it out of the way. Okay. <laughs> Why did baby John jump? Let's carry on reading the story. There it is at the bottom. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, Elizabeth says, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Leapt for joy. There's our word. We're talking about our search for joy. The baby leapt for joy when Mary came near, as if to tell us something. This baby leaps for joy. Now, John is no ordinary baby. You're picking that up, right? John's life actually is going to be dedicated to being like a bright neon sign pointing people to Jesus. That's going to be his life's role, saying Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the rescuer, the Lord. And it seems that even in the womb, 
He's doing that and pointing people to Jesus. His leap for joy tells us that Jesus is the joy we're searching for. As if he's saying, yes, the baby in that womb, he's the one, he's the Lord, he's my joy. Okay, so what does all that mean for our search for a deep, lasting joy in life? The leap for joy this baby takes because Jesus is finally here, is supposed to say to us, call off the search for joy. Call off the search. Jesus brings joy. He tells us to call off the search. See, our search for joy takes us to all sorts of things in our lives. It takes us to our jobs, to romance, to our families. It takes us to pleasure, to whatever we can afford. But have you found anything that you know will not let you down? Well, Jesus is totally different. See, these things that we think can bring us lasting joy, I want us to think of as being like snowmen. Okay, we might get lucky to build a snowman this Christmas. Now, um, many of you will know the, the uh, Christmas film, The Snowman, okay? Uh, which basically, there's a boy, he builds a snowman, snowman comes alive. They fly, they dance, they do fun stuff, and you fall in love with this snowman, he's amazing. But at the end, this is where I couldn't take it, still kind of can't take it, at the end, the snowman melts. And his little coals for his eyes sitting on the floor, and his little orange for a nose, and he's, and he's gone, and it's really sad. Now, in our search for lasting joy, we find all sorts of things which promise to satisfy, promise to make our lives. But in the end, they're like, they're like snowmen. They melt away. Just when you've got that thing, it, it's gone. Or you get there and you find that it disappoints. We think to ourselves... Everything will be okay in life when I get this. How do you finish that? Everything in life will be okay when I get that job, when I get that relationship, when I have kids, when I see my family, when I'm fit, when I get to do what I want. Everything will be okay. Now, they may be good things. They may be bad things. But the problem with them all is that they are melty things. Maybe you've even experienced that disappointment in 2018. You look back and you see things and... They just kind of faded. So we're just going to go on like this, searching around year after year, grasping and finding things that melt? Well, Christmas, with its jumping babies and singing angels, steps in and cries to humanity, stop, call off the search. This baby, Jesus, he brings the joy you're looking for. He'll bring a joy that won't melt, that won't fade, and that won't disappoint. But how do we know that he won't disappoint like everything else seems to? What makes Jesus able to give us that joy we're after? Well, it's all in why he was born in the first place. He came to do something stunning for you and I. Now, we need to understand something about ourselves as well. See, in our search for joy in life, we're actually doing something that's seriously wrong. The things in life we try and find this joy in, they're not supposed to be that for us. They're not supposed to be that joy, ultimate joy, because they melt. 
Because they're like snowmen. Family, relationships, pleasure are to be enjoyed, but not, not lived for as the thing. They're not supposed to be the joy of our lives. We're not supposed to be the center of everything. God is. Because he's different to all those things. God doesn't come and go, loving us one day, let's say the next. No, he never changes. God's the one who gives and gives in love. He gives us breath every day right now. He made us to find that ultimate joy in him, not in the things he's made. So the Bible tells us that we've all set off on this search for joy, and we've looked for joy anywhere but in him. Go back to our image of of the snowman. Imagine I build for myself a snowman in my imaginary London garden, and it's a very, very lifelike snowman. And in fact, I've made it to look a lot like my wife, okay? Um, And then I spend the whole of Christmas out in the cold garden with my snow wife who's slowly kind of dripping and melting away. And my real wife is inside, but I won't talk to her. I'm not going to go inside. I prefer my melty snow wife instead of my wonderful real wife. Why would I do that? Well, we've swapped a relationship with the real, living, loving, creating God as our joy for melty things. They don't compare and don't last. And even worse, we try and find joy in things that are straight up wrong. And God says are just destructive for us. But we'll search for joy in anything but God. And you know what? God is seriously angry at us for swapping him for things that don't last. But at the same time, God is seriously loving. And so he made Christmas happen. Because God wants to give us real joy in a relationship with him. This is why Jesus came. This is why he was born, to do something to give us the joy of knowing God again. That's why Jesus came. Do you know what it is that Jesus did to give us joy? Jesus was born, and then one day he died on a cross. And you know, he suffered and died to win for you and me lasting joy. Because by dying, he opened the way for God to forgive us. For the way we've swapped him and treated him so awfully. Jesus suffered the anger of God instead of us. He died in our place. Which means that we can come back to God. God, the joy that we were made for. By knowing Jesus. Yeah, but everything else melts. Everything else disappoints. Won't Jesus just disappoint like everything else? No, he won't. Because, you know, Jesus gives us a joy that can even endure death. Even endure death. See, our lives, well, they melt away, don't they? But Jesus... After he died, he rose from the dead with a new life that doesn't melt. And he says that if we trust in him, put all our hope on him, he'll give us life forever with God, which will never melt and really won't disappoint. 
Now do you see why the little baby leapt for joy when Jesus came near? Now do you see why Elizabeth said the odd, but now thing that makes sense of calling Jesus my Lord? See, you'll never find love like Jesus's. Committed to us at our worst. A love that doesn't come and go. You'll never find compassion like Jesus's. God himself who shared in our tears. You'll never find truth like Jesus's, who can show us and help us how to live life. You'll never find stunning self-sacrifice like Jesus's, who laid down his life for us to bring us back to God. So call off the search. A life lived with Jesus is a life of true joy. Not, Not a life without tears. I don't want to give that impression. That knowing Jesus means all sorrow is gone. No. But a life where you can, like it was said in the video, sing even when things are difficult. Why? Because you found the joy, the God you are made for. And you, can, you know that through the tears, through the difficulty, that in the end, even if all other things melt away like snow, he's still got you. So I want to finish by being as clear as I can. How can we get this joy? How can we get it? Well, we call off the search for joy in things that melt away. Call off that search. We come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I am sorry for living for these things instead of you. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again to give me indestructible joy. And we ask Jesus, even through the tears of this life, will you give me a real joy of knowing you Knowing you, my God. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to have a happy Christmas. To have real joy in life. Let me pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your incredible love. That you looked on us and our search for joy and all these things that don't last and disappoint and which destroy this beautiful world and life that you've made. And in love, you've fixed it. You've given us, Jesus, that baby. Thank you for the signal of little jumping John and and the angels and everyone shouting to tell us that Jesus really is the one who can change everything. And I pray that this Christmas, you would show us what it means to have real joy. A deep, lasting joy that can face all difficulty, all disappointment, even death. Not because of what we've done, not because we're strong, not because we're happy, but because of what Jesus has done in living, dying and rising in our place. Thank you this Christmas for Jesus, our joy. Amen.